0: On January 10th of 2016, we completed this episode of Labyrinth. A few hours later, we learned that David Bowie had actually just passed away uh, from cancer. And (laughs) needless to say, we are all devastated by this news.
1: Um absolutely uh yeah just wanted to take a moment to uh uh just truly you know let everyone know how much we really did che- we really do cherish him and um i'm just very thankful that we were able to watch this movie and um you know we were able to see you know the the things that uh that we truly love about him and just are reminded of his just of his greatness as an artist and yeah i'm just very thankful that we were, that uh we were able to see it definitely
2: Yeah, I'm still in shock. I, (sighs) I've had some moments, like, in my life that almost felt kind of too weird to be coincidence. And this was definitely one of those weird moments for me where, like, even my mom just called me today and said, Sarah, did you, like, pick Labyrinth because of some kind of psychic thing or something? Because... My dad used to get these like weird little moments where he'd figure things out before other people did. And and I don't think it's that, but I just think that I always loved David Bowie since I was a little kid. And um, I just so happened to choose this one because it's probably my favorite fantasy movie of all time. And David Bowie was one of my favorite performers of all time. And, like, I was thinking about it today that, like, my favorite band is Radiohead. And they probably wouldn't be my favorite band if I didn't love David Bowie as a child. Um, and just, he's, he's such an inspiration uh, to everyone to just do, do what comes f- naturally for you. And to follow your inner voice, no matter how weird everybody else thinks that looks. I am so grateful that I had David Bowie <laughs> shown to me uh, as a kid, and I I can't believe that he's gone. But I um, I'm just gonna continue to try and be inspired by him.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: We're so lucky to have been alive when he was alive, and I think that us having done this episode was almost, I don't want to say that it was a good thing that, I don't know how to say this. We were praising him and talking about how much we loved him
3: right before he left the earth,
0: and I think that's really special. Absolutely. I, I hope you listeners enjoy. It's an extra long episode, but there was just so much to talk about. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, I hope it's not too boring, but uh, <laughs> but we definitely uh, we love David Bowie and we we love Jim Jim Henson too, and they're I hope they're I hope they're making <laughs> great stuff in heaven right now.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so enjoy the show hello and welcome to please don't send me into outer space the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time my name is joel
2: my name is sarah
1: my name is aaron
0: This week was Labyrinth from 1986, directed by Jim Henson, starring Jennifer Connelly as Sarah, David Bowie Bowie. as Jareth the Goblin King, and Hoggle, Ludo, and Sir Didymus as themselves, right? Well, they got like eight people
1: per, yeah.
0: That's the problem, you know, you can name drop (laughs) Brian Henson, we can name drop some of the people who actually played inside the suits, but uh, a lot of them unknowns but very talented people all around so many talented things going on here this was sarah's pick very special movie to her what makes this movie so special to you sarah uh
2: david bowie
1: the <laughs> end good answer
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: absolutely so
0: i could get you like a five minute A version of it with just the David Bowie parts on it.
2: This movie is near and dear to my heart. Um, I never really got into fantasy very much as, like, a genre. But when I was very little, I liked um, unicorns and pegasus. and, And I liked labyrinth, basically, my... My older cousin showed this to me when I was visiting her, and it became like a whole phase of my life as a kid. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) I was probably five or six, and it just stuck with me for many years, and I still think it's pretty cool i und- I know it's a kids' movie, and I know it's i I feel funny that i've I've picked another movie that's like pretty dorky and dated oh no way younger
0: people no way. Way.
2: yeah, like for younger people, I feel like this or even adults, this might seem like kind of a dorky choice, no but way. um
1: no way i I stand pretty militant in believing that this film is just awesome,
2: yeah, I don't know if it's just because of my age that i that I was saw this at exactly the right moment for me, but um it started a lot of cool things for me. It started a lot of interest in um, different ideas and things that could be and imagination it's and David Bowie, I mean music became a huge part of my life and um, yeah, so anyway, that's just that's just for a second why i love it so much but um did you guys want to talk anything about your your memory of seeing labyrinth as a kid or what you think of it
0: i don't really have a story i don't honestly remember the first time i saw it i want to say i didn't see it till i was like a teenager because i don't remember watching it as a kid and frankly i was a little scaredy cat as a kid (laughs) I didn't go see Big in the theater with my older siblings
1: because I was afraid. That you would turn into an adult? I have, no, I the have no
0: idea. I don't. I, I think I only knew that the title of the movie was Big, and that could mean a whole
1: bunch of things. I see what you mean. It's yeah. just, Yeah. Okay.
0: A little scaredy cat, coddled, you know. Whatever, oh, come
1: on. Five I'm sure you weren't coddled. Come
0: on, dude. No, literally. Literally. I don't know what coddled means, but I assume it means they keep me in a pot with a bunch of milk. That's what I. That's what. They didn't know. <laughs> well, from what, I, I, from whatever age it was, I mean, I've, I've certainly. It's it's not the movie. I mean, I love the movie itself now, but I think my first fascination with it would have been the artistry behind the puppetry of it, the whole Henson workshop fascination thing that anybody who it has imagination just can't help but be wowed by
1: um. yeah i have a very vivid memory of um first seeing this movie um uh i'll try to keep it short but basically um my my aunt invited my parents and myself over um and i think it was it was around the time she started she started dating now my uncle pat and uh it was just really cool cuz i got to meet him and then he showed us this amazing movie and i was just like whoa whoa, you know, like, totally blown away. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was, like, my introduction to David Bowie as well, like, yeah. 101. Uh, my parents had, like, the LP, the records, and, or, you know, David Bowie records and whatnot, but I, I'm not entirely sure if they played them um, at least during, like, I don't know, years, like, 1 through 10, maybe. <laughs> I don't really remember them playing them uh, at that point in my life. So it was definitely my intro to David Bowie as well, and just all the imagery in this movie. It's intense, just really intense, but, but holy crap. That's yeah, awesome. Definitely.
2: Yeah. I, I had a conversation with a former coworker once and she and I were talking about David Bowie and we just like clicked and we're talking about like how cool he was and how many different things he did. And, you know, I started realize I started thinking, you know, we're about the same age and she was saying that, um, that there was a whole new base of fans that began just from Labyrinth. Yeah. Like, that there were the fans of his from before with, like, Ziggy Stardust. But she actually saw him in concert. She made her mom take wow. her to a David Bowie concert after seeing this. She was a little bit older than me. But um, we were talking about how it just kind of opened a door, like, for kids. Absolutely. Into music that they didn't really know about before. And... I love that he just really owned it, you yeah. know, that he was oh, just yeah. like, he didn't phone in the performance <laughs> no, at all. No. He was like, I am the Goblin <laughs> King. And it's still like, he's he's a good actor too, in everything I've seen him do pretty much. But um, yeah, I, I remember thinking like, this is crazy that there could be a whole <laughs> generation of kids that all got into Labyrinth and all got into david bowie at the same time
1: absolutely hmm.
2: i heard rumors or something that that they had talked to michael jackson about doing this originally originally that's what
0: they said in those behind the scene things we watched that he oh, yeah. had to drop out or whatever for whatever reason yeah and it kind of makes sense i mean well it would any, any movie that would be able to cast michael jackson and it would be an instant probably success just because of how famous he was, but yeah, like yeah. in this country, David just, Bowie, like it, it's funny how we, I, we talk I I'm, about I'm still kind of
1: reeling. I haven't heard I'm sorry, Joel. Mm-hmm. I just had never heard that before. Like I'm trying to picture Michael Jackson like, like moonwalking game. and and twirling the crystal mm-hmm. orbs while moonwalking now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm getting. <laughs> like the whole MC Escher scene at the end, he's just kind of, you know, kind of moonwalking yeah. holding a baby. Like that's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell I you. now, That's all know, I'm seeing. Yeah, that original music that David Bowie
0: wrote would have been like instead of him doing it.
2: No, it the music would have, music been like would totally have all different. been like, you know.
0: Yeah, like my Annie. Jackson are you okay? Music. Like, <laughs> like yeah.
2: Toby. Are
1: you okay? A lot more kind of drum mean. machine. A lot more. Oh, yeah. I got your baby. You know. Yeah.
0: Him back. Not gonna you right back <laughs> uh, <huh. laughs> you coming
2: to my city <laughs> i picture like captain eo no! like yes, captain, totally captain, captain EO. eo yeah with as it's just, like uh, the goblin
1: that's thing. another
0: thing that scared the mm. out of me as a kid mm.
1: Captain EO? Really? Yeah, because that lady the with the lady little fingernails and yeah, stuff all right, like that. All
0: right.
1: No, she freaked me out, too. Children don't know who Captain EO is. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a foreign concept to anyone, I'm uh, sure, at this point in time. Yeah. It's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. It's on YouTube. <laughs> no, it is. I know it is.
0: <laughs> I understand, but they can't see it in the original Sweet 3D. Of course not. Yeah, no, That's the important part. No, they're all sitting around first watching uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience or whatever, and I don't know what's in there now. It doesn't matter. History. So what's going on?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could tell a million stories about this movie. I literally have it memorized. Um, Let's talk
0: about the movie.
2: The movie itself. Okay, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's about a teenage girl... Named Sarah. Probably another reason I liked it was because my name was Sarah. It
3: Um, was
0: Sarah. Now she's called, uh, wait, what's your new name?
1: (laughs) Her name's Sarah. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm glad we cleared that up.
2: With a silent H. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's my sister's
0: name. (laughs) I've been calling her Sarah. (laughs) Oh, that's embarrassing.
2: (laughs) Okay, so the movie is set in this little suburban town in the 80s. And there's a teenage girl named Sarah who is rehearsing some kind of play in the park. Um, She's reciting something. She's trying to recite this memorized soliloquy that she has. And she can't remember the end of it. I'm going to just lay it out for you because I could probably write essays on this. Oh, yeah,
3: absolutely.
2: <laughs> um, so she is in the park with her dog, and she sees an owl, and she realizes that she's late because she hears the the bells from the the town clock or whatever. And she runs home, and it starts raining, and when she gets there... Her stepmother tells her she's late and she's supposed to be watching the baby. And this just sets up the story that she is, she doesn't like her stepmom. She doesn't like her half-brother. And she is being forced to sort of watch the baby while her dad and this new person in her life go out and have fun or whatever. I mean,
0: relatively new. I mean, right now, who did it's i mean she's been his her father's wife long enough for her to have this uh 15 year old toddler wait how old is this kid do you think he was kind of he was he was bouncing around so that's like less than a year maybe
2: i i don't think he's over a year old yeah yeah so i guess she could have been But
0: i mean she's just resentful of the whole situation
2: yeah she's resentful of the whole thing um I never really thought of it as like um well let me just <laughs> I could You just
0: want to speed through this. Well, mean, what do
2: you I mean, think? What as, do you as
0: think? Far, as far as uh, well, you know, I feel like the way this movie could be handled is, uh, the way we could handle it is to literally just go through the plot slowly and talk about sure. it because everything that happens is kind of laid out in such an interesting way like uh even from the beginning you know when you're talking about when she's in the park rehearsing that part it's like we start in meteores, like because we don't know she's just some girl in a park she's like giving this speech to the camera essentially yeah and this could be like her on you know she could be some princess that is like giving the speech to something and then it breaks, you know, we see that she's got the book because she's forgot her line. And
2: she picks up her dress and you can see her jeans, so she's not a princess. Right. She's just an average, normal, modern person. Her
0: sheepdog Merlin is hanging out. <laughs> and that, that pervert <laughs> owl who peeks in her window is over there.
2: Striking owl. It's yes. A striking owl. Oh, it's a owl. handsome
1: owl. I, I
2: yes. Know. <laughs> Little
1: known fact, a lot of people who are abducted by aliens sometimes think they see owls.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh!
1: Yeah. My, yeah little known fact
2: I didn't know that I didn't ago. know yeah, yeah, what were you gonna say? Oh, right? that's I'm it. sorry,
3: I
1: had nothing else. another just, just little UFO fact, fact. <laughs> 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 gotta derail this, you know this oh. this conversation somehow, so sorry, <laughs> another little known fact. owls deliver the letter that tells you that you're a wizard or not oh.
0: Wait, you're right. I guess that isn't little known. never mind. <laughs> and she gets um... She's yeah. she's mad. The parents
1: are going out.
2: The the step the mean stepmom makes the wet dog go into the garage without a blanket or a towel or anything.
1: Animal cruelty.
2: And it's just laying there wet <laughs> in a pile.
1: She could just she could just use her shoulder pads to We never
0: see that dog, warm technically dog. again, I mean, we I, we do see the same dog, but they're calling it something else cuz it's the fantasy land. So for all we know that, died, that Sher- dog died of Joel. hypothermia. Doc's name's Ambros- no, it's, 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 it's Ambro- Am- Ambrosius.
2: Ambrosius, no, it's is Ambrosius. Ambrosius.
0: Ambrosius. There you go. Ambrosius. Sounds like a WWE wrestler <laughs> for a, like a a man dressed as an old lady. <laughs> I'm Ambrosius. I'll wrestle you for the title.
2: <laughs> Ambrosius versus China.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh.
2: Yeah, so um she's <laughs> like, why do I have to stay home and watch this baby? Like she she has a pretty bad attitude about it. Pretty negative.
1: She's been real bratty. Yeah. Yeah, t- I don't want to say it, but I mean it's, it's kind of typical teenager. Yeah, you know, we were all I feel teenagers. bad saying that, but but you know what I mean. Like the idea of being that oh the world's so unfair, yeah, yeah. but you totally clothe me, feed me, take care of me. But oh the world's unfair Everything because I have to watch to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally. But I mean she's she's saying some pretty mean things about the baby to the baby's face while he's crying. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: So the parents go out, they don't they don't really feel bad for making her watch the kid and they just go do their plans yeah, they or got whatever. Plans. They don't
0: care. They're going to the casino or something. Whatever. Not I think They're
2: going
0: they're going to that eyes wide shut party we see later. I don't know what's going on why <laughs> i don't know
1: people are into that they're swingers uh, i'm so thankful that i'm so ignorant of that statement uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ignorant bliss next week eyes wide shut nope it's not a fantasy movie
0: don't worry Nope, doesn't fit into our purview
1: yay i don't know what it is but i'm glad that is it like magic mike I've never
2: seen that. Either. Yeah, it's like magic,
1: Mike. Are, it's exactly
2: like magic, Mike. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: All right, all right, we're recovering. So So, um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? You, what could you do to isolate it to make it like magic light? <laughs>
0: I've never seen Magic Mike. I, so, yeah. I know nothing. Anne hasn't seen either. Yeah. yeah. Oh God.
3: Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> Oh, God. Oh,
0: man. I, wait, if you combine in uh, Magic Mike and uh, Eyes Wide Shut, don't you just end up
1: with Showgirls? Uh, the Full Monty, maybe? I don't know.
3: Oh, that's, I don't, that's, okay. a, that's
1: a comedy. I don't know where I'm headed with this, so... <laughs>
2: That's like they're in a secret society where they all wear cloaks and then they take them off and it's like it's raining. <laughs> they're
0: like they're like the uh, <laughs> they like the monks, <laughs> those monks, the chanting monks. <laughs> guys in monk robes where you can't see their face, (laughs) but they're lifting the bottom of the robes and they're wearing a thong. (laughs) So, uh, she doesn't like this baby. (laughs) Yeah?
2: (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't like the baby, and she's telling this story to the baby about how the Goblin King is in love with her. She's, like, kind of talking to the mirror... But she's talking to the baby and she's saying the Goblin King loves me and I could have him take you away if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of sounds like a story that she's making up off the top of her head, which is, you know, a pretty out there story. She
0: comes off as a pretty weird kid. I mean, that's the kind of like she's old enough where she looks like she's like 15 or 16 at least. And it's like if if somebody's making up. That kind of story in their head, where like she, she, it feels like she believes what she's saying, and that's that would be concerning. <laughs> like
1: kinda, as a parent, I I'd mean, be like, "Hmm, therapist." I kind of, I kind of jumped to conclusions a little bit with this with the beginning of this film, but you kind of get the feeling like she just spends a lot of time in her room
2: alone. Yeah,
1: alone In the park, Reading. alone reading to herself yeah. there's like no mention of like her wanting to hang out with friends or you know mm-hmm. any anything like that in the beginning of this film she's just upset that she has to stay at home um i you know i don't know what to tell you about this i mean that, that was some of the observations i made watching it this time through this could yeah. be a
0: short film based on the amount of, of stuff we've gotten out of just, just <laughs> this beginning part yeah seriously it's already done.
2: Yeah, and I think I made a comment like in the first scene when she comes home and all the and all the um action is happening when she's complaining and the parents are like but you have to watch the baby and um it just this was the first time I kind of tried to look at it with a more analytical eye and the back and forth is like a little pedantic between the actors in that scene, but I think they carry the story along like at the pace it needs to go because mm. there's so much that needs to happen yeah. in Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody did an excellent job, but, um, it was, um, there wasn't, like, a real pause between what the characters were saying yeah. to each other. They were just kind of like, blah, 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 blah.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, which, you know, when you're angry, I guess you might yell back and forth at each other that
1: fast. Yeah. But. I, I felt I, It felt natural. Yeah. Especially, you know, through the door kind of a thing. I'm sure I've done that a few times. My parents as well.
2: Yeah, so. yeah.
1: Pretty natural. I
0: mean, yeah. If you wanted to overanalyze it, it feels like they are part of like a play, but they're playing their parts. Yeah. They're not overacting or anything like that. It's not, you know. It's
2: I kind just of a thing. went off on a tangent there, but what I was thinking about when when uh, we were talking about how she believes it is, I didn't see her as a kid who was so wrapped up in fantasy that she, like, believed these, you know, stories she was telling. I saw her as, like, a theatrical kid
3: Mm.
2: that, like, was really into theater, that she was, like, in character. Not that she was, like, this is who I am all the time, and this is my reality, but it was, like, I'm an actress, and this is my story, in this character.
0: As a former theater kid, I could say theater kids are the worst. Anyway. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, yeah. We
2: had the best time. We've all theater. been
0: on the stage. I was the Phantom. Aaron was Christine. <laughs> Sarah was the person with the cane that pulls people off the stage. Oh, for real? They're
1: annoying. <laughs> for real? Or is he just making this up now? No, no, I'm just making. Oh, are you sure? No, you don't remember being Christine. I'm upset. <laughs> oh no! Well, I mean, I, I knew you were making fun of me, but I don't know. <laughs> Christine. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, Andy. Anyway, we let's did get all. To this.
1: We haven't even gotten to the drama, kids.
2: Okay, so yeah, just just uh we were all in drama. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At one point or another, draw.
0: Ma.
2: We've all acted before. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Total Drama Island. I like, never thought that I'd ever talk about Total Drama Island well, and the Labyrinth at the same time. I saw one episode. <laughs> That's
2: pretty good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Cross your arms, we're crossing our arms. This okay. is the thing we're doing.
1: All right. Okay. All arms are crossed. Kay. Let's do this. Okay. So
0: she's saying these things to the baby... The babe with the power, and that's when we get the first glimpse into something that doesn't fit. I mean, well, the, the whole owl thing didn't really fit into, a thing, but that could just be a coincidence. You know. Also, David Bowie doesn't usually sing when I'm running through the rain and mud, but we get <laughs> Good a point. He Good point. He did?
3: <laughs> I
0: could have you taken away, and we get a, get a glimpse at a bunch of, frankly, kind of. Frightening looking things in, I don't know if they're in her closet or what. Going like,
1: ooh. It's very obscure. The background is very obscure. So that you just focus on those faces staring at you. Very true.
0: Yeah. It's like the same closet E.T. was hanging out in when he was hiding.
2: (laughs) It's enter the goblins at this point.
0: Enter the goblins. (laughs) (laughs) What's she saying?
2: Yeah, it's it's like she she basically is making a threat that she think is she thinks is like a you know a false threat. It's empty. Yeah, it's of empty. And I mean in reality, of course you wouldn't think that something like this would happen. Like Yeah. And then basically she comes out and says, like, take my brother away and then, then it's silent completely, and she suddenly, like, gets scared. But the, as a kid, I remember being totally afraid by the little goblins in the room and yeah. in the closet at that moment. Yeah, and freaky eyeballs. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, you as a kid like you don't know what those things are yeah, going to do or what like, they're going to do to the baby or well i
3: mean i mean it's
1: it's kind of creepy in the sense that like they are looking into or or at least wherever they're at like they're 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 pretty much you know being kind of kind of voyeuristic in a sense like they're just like waiting for her to say something that's like going to release them or something. Like they're very like eager. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, if you really want to dissect it, that that's pretty creepy. And yeah, that's like that's a creepy
0: thing. Rushing out of your closet and grabbing yeah. your like your your sibling or something. That's like, like critters that. that's level of creepy exactly, right there. That's what you know? exactly what I was thinking. Or yeah. gremlins even. Even gremlins. Yeah, <laughs> critters. Uh.
2: It's funny because I never really thought about where they were when they were all like that. Yeah, but. I I guess I always thought that they could hear her, but yeah. that they weren't in the same place as right. her. Right?
0: Yeah. But
2: I didn't know where they were listening from. Like if they were just like hanging out at the palace or something. Or- this is
0: the first time. If I feel like like we've actually felt like we had to figure out kind of what was going on in the world, as opposed to just accepting that this was the story. Like we're kind of like. Po- not poking holes in it, but like prodding it to see like, well, what what are these creatures actually? And why do they need a baby? And where did this guy come from? And is this person also a goblin or something else? And and I think that that was actually a pretty cool thing we were doing during the movie.
2: Yeah. Because um, we've all seen it numerous times. Right. So
0: I want to talk about uh, that part when, like you said, where she's like, I, I wish she would take you away right now. And she walks out of the room, the baby's crying, and just, when it cuts off, I think that's a really good part, because it's, it's, powerful. it's yeah. like, yeah. like, you
1: also, you're just like, whoa.
2: It's, it's, that moment is, like, so well done that I think that, like, the, I don't know, the suspense it creates, and that absence of sound is like so much better than like so many other people do in movies like just i it's there were a few moments like that in this movie that i think even though it's a silly fantasy movie like they made some excellent style choices they made they made like you were saying in the opening part where you're not sure if she's what she is yet like that was a style choice that they made entering her character yeah, and I feel like yeah, like you're saying that that moment is still strong like now
1: truly feeling like you know getting everything you wish for you know might not be the best thing <laughs> in the world yeah it was definitely a, a moment there where it was like oh, it's like the you don't realize the power of words.
0: You just think there are things coming out of your mouth, and that could apply to any part of anyone's life. You know, saying, calling somebody a name or saying something offhand because you, re- you don't realize the person you're talking about is standing right behind you, or, you know, uh, in mentioning something that you think is super obscure that has like a, a dire effect on somebody you're having a conversation with, like they've got a bad association. There's your words have power all the time and it's this is like boom literal power yeah like you requested this guess what
2: it makes you feel so bad too like i remember thinking as a kid that you know how many things have i said that i wish i could take back Mm
3: -hmm. you know
2: and uh and we all do, you know. Oh, it's yeah. part of being human. We've all said things that we didn't mean, and in the heat of the moment, been upset or whatever. Yeah, but- you,
0: when you're a teenager, you, yeah, you don't realize what you're gonna say. It's like you you figure out how to hurt somebody, like a like a parent or anything like that, and you could say something just boom because you know this is a this is a tender spot. Non- mm-hmm. My parents' psyche, and if I say something, I know because they hurt my. They're making me really upset, yeah. so I'm gonna hurt them. And it's you know, even as an adult, you you can sometimes do something you like slip up like that, and uh, it's we gain you know you gain control as an adult, but you don't lose that ability. <laughs> no. Yeah, like you see somebody's weakness, and if you wanted to be an a hole. Like uh, you know, people on message boards.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, you see you see something like that go down in person, and it just makes you go, "Oops!" Yeah. You know, because just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Absolutely. And, and a lot of the times, people that get that upset, they really regret it afterwards. You yeah. know?
1: Oh yeah, instant regret on re- yeah,
2: <laughs> the regret
0: on her face. Yeah, is like it's not only regret; it's
1: terror. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, just think, like, if you, like, if you had a baby that you were watching and it was yeah. crying and all of a sudden you couldn't hear it crying anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. still. Now, that's, like, an Well,
1: especially right after, like, having so much anger. So, so much, like, just being so upset and then just truly wishing, oh, my God, I wish you weren't here. And then, boom. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Oh,
3: terrifying,
1: <laughs> terrifying.
2: Yeah, because
3: I
1: mean, she honestly probably doesn't really hate the child at all. It's just the circumstance, you know. And
3: yeah,
0: and
1: now I want to see a cut of the movie
0: where we the <laughs> she does that. She turns around and she says, "Toby," and then it flashes to outside. It's been hours later. She's sitting in the back of a police car, and the police are talking to her
3: parents. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> because that's what would really happen. <laughs> Oh, my mm-hmm. God. And then, like, the next scene after that, when she goes back into the room. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's that just crib. That's like
2: a horror movie, oh that moment. God. I mean, Grey I know. critters,
1: like, with the, the little uh, kind, of, yeah. th- kind of thing and the blanket moves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, you don't know what's going to be under there. And they, man, everything that happens in that room is so cool. Like, the, the guy's just kind of poking their heads out, like, jumping from one section to another. And she, she's not catching it, but we're all catching it. And, like, it's like, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then that freaking owl, again, is like, hey, hey, let me in. It's me, your old pal, Mr. Owl.
3: <laughs>
0: How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? I'll tell you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I can remember being scared. <laughs> I can remember being scared in that scene as a kid with all the goblins and stuff, and it's dark and spooky. And I can remember thinking, "Yeah, but in just a second, David Bowie's gonna." <laughs> <laughs> don't worry,
1: gonna worry about. Don't me. worry. The Goblin King will be here soon.
0: <laughs> so he shows up. He bursts in. Right. He he goes from owl. Too mad.
2: Yeah, he shifts.
0: And what is she? That say was
2: done gracefully says? too.
0: Oh yeah. Right.
2: I mean, for crying out loud, I've seen so many transformations on film that are like graceless. They're just they look ugly, you know?
0: Double ginger. <laughs> hey, when we watch my pick crawl,
1: you're gonna see some great transitions. <laughs> oh man, you
2: they said, did you it said from being a He said one
1: word that always brings me great pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> transition no.
2: <laughs> yeah they did it from behind pants. with this shadow and you see his call his tall collar coming up like a vampire or mm-hmm. something but yeah I just even in that moment it's like you're dealing with somebody who knows a little bit about what they're doing
0: <laughs> no <I was, laughs> he turns around he's got like a little owl face on his package area <laughs> <laughs>
3: What? <laughs> it's the shape. You can have a little owl there.
0: Like, that's right, I didn't fully transform. <laughs> I don't know, I've gone crazy. It's okay.
1: okay. It's okay, I'm rolling with it, I love it.
0: What does she say? She says, where is he, right? Where yeah. is he?
2: Yeah. She mm-hmm. says, where is he, and he says, you know exactly where he is.
0: Cool as everything Ice. the second that line that slips out of his mouth you're like oh. <laughs> <laughs> god king take me away
2: david bowie was probably my first crush oh, like man. i didn't really know what a crush was but he probably was the, the british accent his cool singing and yeah and just his delivery on that kind of stuff it's mm-hmm. just so smooth.
0: It's got gravitas without even trying. Yeah. Jeez. Like, uh, i like, I want to, <laughs> for my job, I repair printers and stuff like that and I just want to be like, I don't think the problem is your fuser.
3: <laughs>
0: I think you're going to need to order an entire set of rollers. <laughs>
1: Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> just wear, just wear a huge cape.
2: Have <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, toner all like,
1: over
2: it. <laughs> it's like somebody said, like, how would you feel about being a king? And he was like, Oh yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then it, yeah, like, of He's, course, he, he may like, as well have been born king. Well,
0: hold on a second. Came back. He was already dressed up that way. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying?
2: I tried this new thing with my hair.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this feathery? <laughs>
1: Oh man! Amazing, such presence, such yeah. like. It's powerful. Wow. It's just powerful. I mean, even saying that, I just feel like an idiot. But you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's, just, it's so powerful. Uh, I'm what getting jealous. The,
2: everything comes to another level. Like yeah. he just it, the presence he brings to the film. And I mean, I know. Like I'll say this again. It's a silly kids movie. That's you know. It's but it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. And the way he does it is so believable. I mean, we're talking about a ridiculous situation here. (laughs) A musician playing a Goblin King in a puppet movie. And he owns it. He's like, he rocks it out. Yeah. He could be the Goblin King. He could be anything. Totally. I just was like, yeah. And I'm glad to hear you say you agree.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah on board i don't think there's totally a on board. like i don't think jennifer connelly does bad at all i no. think she does really good i think he does great like if i had to pick out the bad actors in the movie it's probably her dad
1: <laughs> because, the baby no i'm just was yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> wasn't, wasn't just ghostbusters level feel, of baby acting but it was all right i body. agree with you <laughs>
2: I didn't believe the baby. Not believable, like Ghostbusters baby.
1: <laughs> he was either being pinched
0: or he was not being pinched. He was, that was his role. So.
2: You know exactly where he is. Yes. And then he tells her it's set up very quickly. He tells her that she can go through the labyrinth and try to get him back. He does, I think he doesn't usually do this. I. That's one of the things we were talking about. Like. How many times has this happened before? How many babies have turned into goblins? Or...
0: You know, he keeps saying that I'm doing this all for you. This is what you wanted. And it probably is. Like, she wanted a quest. She wanted a... An adventure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it was for her, everything that happened. And it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because otherwise why wouldn't he just take the baby? Be like,
1: "Later, babe."
2: <laughs> he didn't take the baby until she asked him to. Right. I mean even that.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a kind of a yearning feeling that I feel sometimes when I'm running a role-playing game, you know. It's like I've set up this entire adventure just for you. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And you decided to go the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And
0: you rolled a 20 and this guy's dead. He won't be able to tell you the rest of the story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Congratulations, you killed Yoda. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: um. He sets a clock for 13 hours. It's like an egg timer. <laughs> pretty or, much. Or to like 13 o'clock. I mean, however so 13 you want to yeah, look at it. thirteenth
1: uh, yeah, o'clock, yep. <laughs> Fancy clock. <laughs> it was pretty cool.
2: Well, and when they
0: transition into the land, it's not like she steps through a doorway or something like that. She just kind of like turns around and he's standing there and then the rest of the, the place...
2: The house is gone. It's gone.
0: She is suddenly on the outside, outskirts of this labyrinth. Like She can look down and see it. And it's this really nice model you know, like I I wish, oh God, if I had, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, I would try to track that down and buy it because it's so, it's so cool looking with the Goblin King's castle right in the middle. You know, it's uh, awesome.
2: They, they made so many things for this movie. They built so much. They built like a whole world from scratch and it wasn't cg it was practical effects um and all these characters are puppeted and it's just crazy
0: Glittered, everything glitter
1: heavily glittered.
2: it's funny it's funny that i didn't notice the glitter as a little girl
1: it's not legend level of glitter but i'm gonna have to say i don't know i don't know because glitter is like literally spray well, you know what I mean. Maybe, I'm gonna have maybe, to rewatch Legend again. Well, yeah, I was gonna say we probably should save it for for another, another
2: episode. Yeah, stay yeah. tuned
1: for the Legend episode.
2: <laughs> Legend was too scary for me. I didn't see Legend, and I didn't see Dark Crystal until I was much older. But um Same. It ha it, the Dark Crystal I think has the same amount of Puppeting and oh yeah yeah if, if not, if not more so. yeah
0: because there's no live actors in Dark Crystal there's no no nobody acting off each other it's it's like uh, yeah it's a, I, I can't even say like the Muppet Show it's like
1: uh, well it's definitely yeah. it's own yeah. thing man yeah and it's it's its own thing it's
0: fantastic adventure that he came up with God the- rest his soul I wish Jim Henson had lived for another twenty years I know. Jim
2: Henson was. A creative genius.
1: I miss him too, man.
2: I just think that it's amazing that he was able to do all of that. And just all the ideas that come into my head sometimes, I think, like, somebody like, was actually able to, like, build these things from their imagination. And that's just so inspiring. I can't even believe it.
0: I remember the day that he, not that, maybe not the day that he died, but the day he was in the newspaper that he had died of pneumonia or whatever. Yeah, And I remember, like, taking the newspaper with me, and I'd, we'd, I'd walk down to the local school to get on the bus to go to a different school. And, like, having this with me, because I would like it had such a huge impact on me when I was you know I don't know how old I was because I d- I don't know exactly the day he died I could look it up but I just have this very clear memory and I don't for some reason when it comes to school I don't have very many clear memories but I had the newspaper it was like a front page thing in the Ventura County Star or whatever and it was like I couldn't believe it I couldn't yeah. believe. That somebody that I thought was important could just die, yeah, like that. And I'd had relatives who had died and stuff like that by then, so I was familiar with the concept. But it was like I knew that he had died of something that like wasn't really a thing people died of very often anymore. Yeah, you know that it seems to be something. Pneumonia seems to be like a, a totally evil thing that just sometimes sneaks up on people, and they do. They do. Now that I'm an adult, I know it could just get you like that, but. It's like as a kid, like boom,
1: yeah, it's crazy, definitely. Because his name was everywhere, yeah. Like his mm-hmm. influence, everything, and and yeah,
2: you saw him with Kermit, yeah. like that, yeah. Like as kids, we saw those images of him with those characters that he created, and it wasn't like "look at me, kids, I created this." It was like he was. A cool, friendly person who created more cool, friendly things for all of us to Mm -hmm. love as kids. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's (laughs) cool. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry to bring it down.
2: There should be more Jim Hensons in the world.
0: There should There should be. Absolutely. People shouldn't be afraid. To do things. Like I will that. say
1: I will say something though that uh, it was very interesting to see that Sci-Fi Channel had that uh, that Jim Henson creature uh, reality TV show,
3: mm.
1: and if you look at the timing of that of that TV show in correlation with the release of Star Wars: uh, The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. very interesting that perhaps maybe some of the people on that show might have ended up working on uh, uh, with with Henson Studio. With uh, with the Star Wars films, so, really? Yeah, if you look, if you look at the correlation between those two things,
2: that's cool. It's kind of
1: interesting. Huh. You know, so,
2: so um, where were we anyway?
0: So he has just taken her to the labyrinth. He's told her there's thirteen hours. She has told him there's no way I'm turning back, even though he's told her over and over again, <laughs> turn back, turn back. You've gotten what you wanted. You're not going to be able to get to the center of this. You know, and she's like, "No, I have to." So that's where we're at. We're at the top of the hill. She's looking down. Yeah, doesn't look so hard. She says,
2: "Yeah, she's she's ready to try and do it because she feels terrible, and she does love her brother." <laughs> so she starts off. She meets Huggle. Do you guys, Huggle. Do you guys have anything you want to say about that part, <laughs> or just?
0: Uh, Aaron went to the bathroom. Ironically. No <laughs> when this scene was happening where we catch Hoggle going to the bathroom. <laughs> that's pretty fantastic. I mean that's not <laughs> We're both really You would
2: never see that now. Exactly. Whoa, whoa. You would Who would never you think see of
0: that You don't know, think of like Kermit the Frog or Miss Piggy ever having to go to the bathroom and here's here's this <laughs> It it's like our first sign of like hey this movie's kind of kind of raunchy <laughs> it's got some weird things going on yeah there's one that we had never noticed before that we'll talk about later i feel
2: like this is foreshadowing of like,
0: that mm. yeah definitely oh pardon me <laughs> I,
2: it, maybe it's referencing some old work of art that i don't know or something
0: yeah uh dwarf peas and fountain
1: oh. <laughs> A <laughs> young girl looks on. <laughs> Fifteen-year-old watching by old Picasso, dwarf. urinating. Beautiful. Da Vinci.
3: <laughs> <laughs> da Vinci's.
0: <laughs> da Vinci's
1: dwarf <laughs> He
0: invented the ornithopter, and then he was like, uh, "Let's paint a dwarf taking a leak." <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like one of those, like, uh, like a garden gnome, you know? They're, like, facing away from you. They're supposed to be, like, peeing in your garden or something like that. Or some of them even have little hoses where it makes it look like
1: they're... I feel like that's what they were going for. <laughs> Referencing the, the fountain.
2: Poggle is this character that's kind of, um... cynical. He's kind of a cantankerous, um... He's a he's kind of a hater.
1: <laughs> he's got some he's got some trust issues. Yeah. He's definitely got some serious trust issues. I feel
0: like she immediately knew the kind of rules, like there were rules for dealing with this type of creature, especially later when she makes a trade with him. It's like did she learn this all from that play or something like that? Did she already know or was it I just because this was her her fantasy that the goblin king had set
1: up, you know, it was just instinctual. I, uh, yeah, I get he, the feeling she she did her research on the player's handbook and the mm. monster manual. Oh, okay. And she knew well mm. uh, how how to deal with the dwarves. I see.
2: I think that she's pretty diplomatic in her dealings with all the creatures she oh, encounters. Yeah. She doesn't. It, that's she is not phased by right. by just seeing goblins yeah. or talking worms or anything. And yeah, it's crazy. She is just sort of aware going into it that these are things she's gonna see. Dude, and, and,
1: and it's such a good lesson. I think. I mean, I know I'm, I'm hitting. No, the, no, that's the, cool. The, I'm hitting the RPG uh, uh, references pretty hard on this episode, but but I think it's a good reference for players. If you totally. like, if you liked RPG, man, fo- follow her her lead. I mean, you don't have to attack everything, in my opinion. And I feel that sometimes. People like to just, you know, poke it with the sword before trying to talk to it. It yeah. seems to be the yeah. <laughs> You see a
0: moldy looking dwarf peeing into a fountain. I attack the dwarf.
1: <laughs> that happens all the time.
0: Uh all the, the time. dwarf starts screaming, why?
2: <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I feel like people create a character when they're doing role-playing of something that they wish they were, but yeah. they aren't. And oftentimes it's like this person who you would never see doing something like that yeah. creates this like aggressive alter ego so that they can like have a outlet for that and I've You're on experienced point. that too You're uh, on point. <laughs> I've totally seen that of like now I'm in this universe and I'm just gonna stab whatever I see or whatever
1: straight up sociopath yep <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true it's true <laughs> I've had to deal with a few, a few times but yeah, yeah. you know not everybody has their their A game when going to a role playing game, it just happens, you right. know. Right. But yeah, th- so cool.
2: I think it's cool that Sarah's just nice to everybody yeah. she encounters. Right, like, she
1: doesn't assume.
2: Yeah.
0: That things are out to get her. And, you know, this is uh this is just some little guy who uh, I mean, he's he's kind of he's polite when he when he realizes that oops, there's somebody watching me. Oh, pardon me. You know, <laughs> I That thing,
1: but He's not going to tell her. You have her a already. really good hoggle voice by the way Joel, I have to say. I ain't lost my head. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, well, I've been practicing for years.
2: Yeah, so he's spraying <laughs> fairies with some kind of poison. <laughs> and um then she goes inside of the she starts the labyrinth.
0: <laughs> the little details on this world. Every every little thing that could just be cut out of movies like what kind of detail like do we need to point out oh by the way he's out here because he was having fun spraying poisoning these fairies that like uh, oh she you know she feels like oh no that's terrible you know picks one up and it bites her on the hand because this is what you what do you expect a fairy to do right it's like this detail could have been cut out of the movie like it could have just been like, oh, let me, you know, oh, you want to show the way? I'm not going to show you the way. Well, it's this way, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I think it's important to the world building, all of that. I mean, it's it's crazy how much world In building depth. they do. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Totally in depth.
0: And it's crazy that there's not a huge fiction <laughs> that's gone on from there. I'm sure there's lots of fan fiction and stuff like that. Now I know. I'm sure you look.
1: If you look it up. There's that sequel. It's only manga. a click away, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a couple clicks away. I'm,
0: I'm still uh, still reading through all that uh, Simpsons fan fiction from the first season, so I don't. Not ready to move on yet. All right. Yeah. Very well. You're determined. Anyway, sorry. It's okay. I, I know we're <laughs> trying to do a movie. I.
2: No, there's just so much to talk about. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that I didn't realize it was going to be like this because I was just thinking it was going to be like when we did Bill and Ted's and I was just like this movie was cool and it's awesome and you should totally watch it. But this one Well, the
1: journey. The yeah. journey is just so They It's step by step, man. Like she's in a maze. She's yeah. she's trying to, you know, go go find her Go find her brother. She's yeah. in a Henson maze. Yeah, Henson. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely not the Agrocrag.
2: And yeah. everything is just—you could turn a—you could turn a magnifying glass on any corner of it, and there would be depth.
1: Absolutely.
2: There, it's not just superficial. It's everywhere in the movie. Right. Every little piece of moss in the corner of the <gasps> landscape. Amazing. If you went in on it you would see, like, they create this world where you're just thinking, well, here's another worm and his wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, before, before
0: she gets into the, the labyrinth, we once again reemphasize that words are important because Ahaga will not open the labyrinth until she says the right thing, right? Which is, Which is kind of interesting because she only changes... What she's saying uh, slightly, and he's like, ah, now you're asking the right question, or whatever he says. Words have power. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Opens that door for her. So, I mean, ah,
1: man. Anyway. No, that's a really good point.
0: (laughs) So, Rich. I know. She walks in to the first circle. Mm Mm-hmm. The door closes behind her. She's surrounded by sparkles.
2: (laughs) It looks like she's just staring straight. I mean, I assume most people have probably seen this movie.
0: Right. Well, yeah, I guess it should be said, if you haven't seen the movie, maybe you should watch it first. Yeah, go watch it. I feel like, I don't know what our age demographic is, because we don't, it's not like we have a ton of listeners or anything like that. But it's it's almost as if after a certain age, this movie just can't appeal to people, because we've shown it. To people our age and older, and it's
1: just been like that was a bad movie. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it put I a just, spell over us. I don't, I don't see bad movie at all. Maybe it's just early, early exposure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, mean, I just see beloved film that I can watch and feel really good about whenever I watch it. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't see it with a critical eye. I guess
0: I, it, I like. The only thing I can think is that they were waiting for stuff to happen. And it's like, stuff is happening, but yeah. in a set-the-scene kind of way, and then something happens in that scene, not like, we need to run through this because there's dragons and stuff like that. It's like, oh, she ran into this interesting person with a, you know, a bird on her head, but like, oh, we're going to spend a little time with this. We're not just going to walk by. It's not going to be a thing. We're like... There there's scenes going on in like yeah. statues, rock faces and
1: and uh you Most know, things have purpose. Things. Yeah. Everything has a purpose in this movie. Exactly to, for the most part, to, to to make the story go forward. Right. Yeah. You know, we know she's on a time limit, but but you still get to spend this time with all this the scene eating kinda cool stuff, you mm. know? Like, yeah. Totally what you just said. So you should totally. watch it.
2: Yeah. You should. And the only thing I was thinking was like, if I understand it might not be some people's cup of tea, I totally get that. Um,
1: I just don't see but it almost feels it. like
2: it almost feels like you would have to either not like David Bowie, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. which is
2: crazy to me.
1: I just drink the Kool Aid, yeah, know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, though.
2: or it would be like. Like looking at a little kid's movie and trying to see it as an adult's movie. Right. Like if you saw Aladdin and you're like, "This is stupid."
0: Yeah, <laughs> and there are people that do that. Yeah, I think that's like shut up.
2: Yeah, it's a it's.
1: I mean, it's I, sort fantasy. Of, I, I used to do that. You know, I, I think I think though the, you bring up a good point though. There's there's always going to be someone who's who's critical of something. You know, <laughs> uh, opinion opinion would would I you know. Just dictate that, you know. Everyone Mm -hmm. has an opinion about something, Mm -hmm. or at least most people do. Yeah, Yeah. opinions are like
0: that thing, stuff, (laughs) places.
2: (laughs) So, so in the labyrinth, she encounters all these different creatures, which we, you know, we're talking about how they're all just fully realized, fully fleshed out. Let's
3: um keep
0: it at the same speed. I mean she she can't find a way in, right? Okay. Yeah. But you were talking you were gonna say, like it, it looks like she just sees an endless fall.
2: Yeah, on yeah. either direction, yeah. as far as the eye can see.
0: She tries to make tracks. She runs down there, runs back and forth. It's like there is no way in there. It's like there's one outer so- circle, and she can't get back in. Right? And that's when she meets. The worm. The worm. Who is not an important character, <laughs> but is so good. Yeah. <laughs> So we had to take a break there. Aaron had to leave, unfortunately. He got something he has to take care of at home, but we're gonna continue on without him. I I can't believe we're talking about it in it for so long, but there's just I feel like this viewing like crystallized so many things this time. I don't know being hype if I was being hyper observant or we all were or something like that. I just feel like there's so much to talk about that uh, me and Sarah are gonna carry on without him. And he'll be back for the next episode.
2: Yeah. We'll miss we miss you, Aaron. But we'll see you next time.
0: God rest your soul.
2: <laughs> Wait, he's
0: he's alive. Never mind. So the worm,
2: the worm. Yeah, um, the worm has a little scarf <laughs> and a little funky hairdo, and you know, just to think about like who made the scarf for the worm. It's like crazy that Jim Henson had this. I mean, the detail of all these little creatures, the blinking eyes on the worm. Uh, yeah. Like, just crazy.
0: Big blinking eyes, little English accent to go. They do that visual trick where sometimes she's talking to a little puppet, or not even a puppet version, you know. It's just like a little toy version of the, the worm that's moving around, and then we'll get close up where we see the worm talking and... It's even that character this this character that's in the movie for what 2 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of is is being kind of aloof, kind of Alice in Wonderland Cheshire cat although she's he's not there is no malice in what he's telling her about, you know he's he invites her in. he's like, "Come into my little hole, meet the misses <laughs> like
2: <laughs> yeah, that's silly. I always thought like, how's she gonna get in there? i, I love yeah, it. like how but it's yeah, it's cute that he, <laughs> he take did. makes that um courtesy with her <laughs> he,
0: doesn't, he doesn't know he just he, maybe, maybe he's done it a hundred times with other people, you know, <laughs> like maybe maybe, maybe they reason. have done it.
2: For some reason, every time I watch this, I think, like, it just seems so desolate. Like, that—is that the word that I'm looking for?
0: Like, nobody around. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, it, it looks like nobody's been there for a hundred years. Maybe these little worms and stuff have been, but to me, it looks just abandoned, almost. It's just vacant, except for the creatures that live in this world. Yeah. Um. So in my imagination, she's the only one that's run this gauntlet.
0: At least in a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets by with the visual trick, the optical illusion that there is a space, right? I love
2: that so much. This is, like, one of my favorite moments in the movie. And this is what I'm talking about with the movie, like, introducing bigger ideas to kids. Like, the... The ideas that are shown in this movie are bigger than you might have ever imagined as a kid before this point. So this is just one of those simple optical illusions that they did. And it looks like the wall is flush. Like there's a brick wall that's just flush. And basically the worm is telling her that's how you get in and uh she puts her hands out and starts walking towards the wall and as she walks towards it you can see that there's a gap that it's two pieces of the wall that look like brick or something and or rocks or whatever i
0: felt like i couldn't see it until she actually like left the area like even when she had walked past the point where she should have ran into a wall I feel like I still was seeing flat wall until she walked behind one of the other ones. It's
2: done so well yeah. that I feel that way almost every time I see it. That it's just... Um, I mean, I can think of practical effects that are done way worse than that now in movies. Oh,
0: sure. They try to CGI it. All.
2: Yeah. And that is so simple, but so useful. And... You know, every time I see a wall that looks like that now, I think,
0: mm. like,
2: if you were standing back from it, would it look like it was one piece
0: or whatever? Yeah. And that's not the only time that they do this visual trick. Like, if you're looking at something at exactly the right angle where the camera is doing, you see something that you won't be able to see once the camera moves. You know, it it's like... Hey, um, anyways, we'll get to that part later when, when we see yeah. that other visual thing, but...
2: It's like they took these ideas that are... I almost want to say these different mediums of art and just applied them to all these different situations in the movie. But I can't remember what I was going to say. Something about that part with the wall has always seemed... It it wasn't just seeing that for me as a kid. It was seeing what could be. It wasn't what was there. It was what could be there. The possibility... Of there being a secret door that led somewhere that I couldn't see.
3: Yeah.
2: It was a bigger idea than my brain had ever tried to handle before. There are
0: so (laughs) many different versions of a secret opening, a secret wall in this movie. It's kind of mind-blowing when you, like, if you were to count them out. Yeah. It's crazy. This is also where we get revealed the, the real enemy of this movie. Because... Sarah is starts to walk off in one direction, and Mr. Worm, our, our friend the Worm, goes, No, 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 go, don't go that way. Never go that way. And so she thinks, Oh, oh he's protecting me. Okay, I'll go the other way. And he was protecting her, but he immediately goes, That way takes you right to the castle after she's out of earshot. That Worm just made her trip, so he's, he is a Sith Lord.
2: <laughs> that's what
0: I'm saying start the com- uh, conspiracy theories
2: yeah he uh, you love the worm but you hate him because he he told her how to get in but he also told her the longest way around mm-hmm. like if that if that way was straight too you wonder. If the other way was the farthest way possible around. <laughs> None
0: of that other stuff would happen. She would have ended up in the MC Usher area before anything else had happened. Uh, what am I doing?
2: Dude, <laughs> uh, yeah. been like, hey, I'm here for my brother. Hello.
0: <laughs> I believe I beat your time. <laughs> Damn it.
2: He has his way of looking at where she is in like a crystal ball. Yeah. Like... I never really thought about it before, but, like, how, what kind of magic is that? Like, being able to see, that's like
0: a... I mean, crystals, crystals are often said to hold magical power, healing power, or whatever power, you know, even, like, people say that in real life, so, I don't know. Yeah. The crystal balls are a constant theme. Like, he presents them to her when he first kidnaps
2: yeah in the, the room baby and yeah. you know he's doing the he's the doing trick.
0: the 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 juggler hand tricks thing, which
2: that's amazing yeah still it's still amazing i mean i know i I am biased about this movie, but
0: I mean, it's great. No, it is. It is really cool watching the fact those that things somebody
2: could rolling do that. rolling back and forth yeah. on their hands and
0: then switching from hand to hand. Like, and knowing if you watch the extra features that are on the special edition DVD, you find out that a juggler had to reach through do- David Bowie's arms. Like, he had his arms on his side, and they reached through. In between his arms and his waist, and had to do it blind. He
2: performed it
0: so behind he, yeah.
2: David Bowie with his arms in front of him.
0: So you can see a, a couple of times when he accidentally drops the ball. Of course, he, he's not seeing what he's doing. I'm sure visual is is a big part of it. You know, you got to move your hand at the exact point when the ball is going to switch over. And so this man, that guy, so many talented workers.
2: I know. Everywhere. I know. I I can't believe how many. People from how many different disciplines had to get in on this? Yeah,
0: mime work and juggling work and puppetry, obviously, and voice acting and oh uh, yeah. man, yeah, awesome stuff.
2: So this is dance magic dance. I
0: believe that's what happens next, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We go we go back to the Goblin King's chamber. I, actually, this is the first time we've seen the Goblin King's chamber. He just hangs out in a big room, like a old. Castle-looking room sitting on his throne, surrounded by goblins.
2: And chickens.
0: And chickens.
2: There's a lot of chickens in this movie. There's chickens
0: in Star Wars. There's chickens in every fiction. Really? Chickens are the universal, oh my gosh, Illuminati, (laughs) the chickens.
2: They're added into every environment to make it seem more real. It's
0: like somebody can't imagine a world without some form of chicken.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Even in space or a fantasy line. I'm
0: calling it right now. One of those next Avatar movies, chickens in space. (laughs) Oh, man. So this
2: is like the iconic moment of David Bowie as the Goblin King. And he does this song that's basically the Labyrinth song. I mean, there's I love all the songs in this movie, truthfully. I can't help it. But this one is the one you think of when you think of... Oh, yeah. Labyrinth with David
0: Bowie. Saw my baby. Cry as hard as babe could cry. What could I do? Yeah, man. Oh, man. It's it's so funny in the scene when he's like, the, you know, the, the goblins are just playing around. And, and I, I don't know if they're talking about anything. But he just kind of walks up to one and grabs him on the mouth and starts off this like rhythm song part like it it comes out of nowhere you remind me of the babe
2: yeah you you remind me of the babe is like the he's he's doing that thing that's i don't know if you want to look up where it's from or if you know where it's from Hmm. but it's originally you remind me of the man the man with the power and it's from something else
0: oh really yeah i have no idea
2: yeah my mom told me that it's I almost want to say it's like an Abbott and Costello routine or something. Oh man,
0: that's crazy! I mean, that would make sense. I mean, they they're getting their comedy influences from classics,
2: right? <laughs> but yeah, he just he just tweaked it so that it was about the Babe with the power, and um,
0: it says, uh, Cary Grant, you remind me of the man. What man? The man with the power. What power? The power of who do who do you do do what?" The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer. That's um, crazy. I had no idea it was from something else, so.
2: Like, part of me sees, like, David Bowie at home having a cup of tea watching this movie. He's like, oh, I'm going to use this for that song I'm doing in that movie. What if
0: I went up to one of these goblins and said, who's on first?
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, that. he's watching old movies in his <laughs> mansion,
0: <laughs> Yeah.
2: With Iman.
0: (laughs) How that elephant got in my pajamas. I'll never know. Yeah. Something was going on with Iman. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What? She's rubbing his feet or vice versa. They're watching all the movies. (laughs) This is the 80s, right? You get your... I mean, VHS existed then. I don't think they were together. VHS coffee. Yeah, but... Oh.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this... Actually, speaking of VHS... This movie, I think I said my cousin showed it to me. Mm-hmm. She's a few years older than me. When I was probably, I don't know, four or five. And I was visiting them in Sacramento. And uh, my aunt asked me if I wanted a tape-to-tape copy. This was what we did back in the day, children. <laughs> we had a VCR and we'd do a tape-to-tape recording. You had to have one... Of the movie going and a blank one that you could copy the movie onto, and this was like you were not supposed to do this. This was like old school piracy. Like
0: I don't know, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on this thing. They could come get you. I know they come know. arrest your aunt, FBI, break in. Right I out. was
2: four or five, so hopefully they wouldn't get me for it. But, You're Going to juvie. But I remember very distinctly, um my aunt. Um, saying to me, I'm going to make you a copy of The Labyrinth. And my dad was excited because he knew how much I liked it or whatever. And my dad liked David Bowie, too. That was probably why, um, now that I think about it, my dad did like David Bowie, so he was probably like, this is cool, David Bowie's in it. Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) You tend to like what you liked anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of got behind anything I I liked and really went full force. But um, anyway, my aunt says to me, you know, there's some trailers before the movie. Do you want me to record those too? And I said, yeah. And she goes, oh, but The Name of the Rose is one of the trailers and you don't want that. And I'm like... A rose? Like, yeah, I do want that. I do want the name of the rose on the beginning. And she was like, no, you don't, Sarah. And I said, yeah, I do. And so she recorded this trailer onto the beginning of my Labyrinth tape. And if you guys have never heard of the name of the rose, it's a messed up movie. <laughs> it is a messed up medieval torture movie with sean connery and for some unknown reason god damn it they put this at the beginning of the labyrinth for kids maybe it
0: was done by the same company production company or something
2: it was unfathomable now that i look back on it there's like a cow being slaughtered or something in the trailer and Mm. like just scary stuff like surrealism medieval torture
0: (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it fits into the purview of, of the people who yeah. watch this movie. I don't right?
2: I have like a lot of memories associated with this movie, but that just came to mind when you said VHS. Yeah, my my VHS copy of this movie had a very bizarre, scary trailer that I always tried to fast forward.
0: It's a very therapeutic session we got going on. It's no, <laughs> sorry, so that was song. a
2: tangent.
0: What do you, th- I mean, every, yeah, the song is iconic. What do you think about it as a David Bowie song?
2: I feel like the song is kind of somewhere between his, like, Young Americans sound and uh, Ashes to Ashes. It's kind of a synthy, I don't know. Maybe Maybe there was a little bit of influence from the movie. Maybe they gave him some, like criticism or some maybe they gave him some basic outline of what he needed to do for the songs i don't know it sounds a little bit different to me than other david bowie music does
0: yeah it's not like i mean there's some songs that strike me as very david bowie like the one that plays during the opening credits and when she's running home in the rain right and then the whatever the falling one during the ball scene the, Those strike me as extremely David Bowie songs This one is, you know, it's got Muppets singing along with him and, Yeah And stuff like that It's it's pretty bass level having fun Singing about dance, magic, dance
2: It's like his 80s songs, I think mm-hmm. it, There there are songs you hear of his in the 80s the Like Pop. China Doll Yeah, China, and, China Girl Yeah, China Girl and, um, and Ashes to Ashes And um, there's another one I'm not thinking of Dance,
0: yeah, let's dance. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah, all those goblins. Let's dance.
2: <laughs> he could have just as easily been <laughs> let's dance in
0: there. Yeah, what a <laughs> Put on your baby slippers and dance the blues. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I
2: love David Bowie.
0: So, that's I mean, that's a that's a really fun scene all together besides and besides just watching uh David Bowie parading around all, all the different uh Muppets, you know, doing that thing that Muppets do when they're just kind of walking by the camera and suddenly face it and start singing. You get the close-up on the face. I also like that some of them were being played by either children or little people in costume, while the rest of them were all puppets. But there were definitely some, the ones that were standing next to the baby holding him up. You know, those were actual people. And Bowie swinging the child around, throwing the baby in the air.
2: Even just the baby's, like, red and white striped pajamas and the beanie that mm-hmm. he had, like, is so, like... Memorable for me <laughs> about this movie,
0: little baby Waldo. We found him. Isn't there a different red and white stripe like hat somebody's wearing, or am I thinking? of a She puts
2: different? it
0: on. Yeah, she puts
2: on his beanie. Oh, it's his beanie. Goes, it goes with his jammies.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Why are you wearing a beanie with your jammies?
2: It's to keep you warm in cold places. Psh,
0: whatever. It's too much clothes for babies.
2: She stretched it out anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ruined. I don't know. That kid had a pretty big head for a baby. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.